Hi everyone, you're here with the second season of Floater Founder. I'm your host, Samantha Lloyd, here as always with my co-host, Lyson Casey. Hello everyone. And today we have the pleasure of speaking with Diana Goodwin. She's the founder and CEO of Marketbox and also the founder and CEO of Aquamobile. So thank you so much for joining us virtually today, Diana. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So tell us a bit about running both of these companies. What are they and how did you start them? Yeah, sure. So uh, I guess my journey begins with um, Aquamobile, which I founded, um, I guess, eight years ago now. Aquamobile is an on-demand swim lesson company, so kind of like Uber for swimming lessons. And we send swim instructors to clients' home and condo pools across Canada, the U.S., and Australia. And to manage all of those swim instructors that were traveling to different locations, we actually had to build our own software um, to manage the logistics and the travel zones that you know come with having all of these, you know, thousands of mobile workers. And, um, you know, what started happening is we started to get other businesses approach us um, asking about our software. And, um, and then that's where we realized, okay, the software that we've built for Aquamobile is actually the bigger opportunity here to help other businesses. And so, you know, I made the decision to take the idea of the software we built at Aquamobile and spin it out into a separate company called Marketbox. And Marketbox is a B2B SaaS company, software as a service company. And we sell our software to businesses with mobile workforces so that they can properly sell their services online and then also manage the the schedules and logistics of each of their service providers. Um, so yeah, so we've got, you know, to give you an example, that would be companies like, you know, maybe they offer mobile beauty services or at home personal training or tutoring or music lessons. The list goes on. That's really cool. Yeah, that, that, that's really interesting. It, it almost seems kind of like a controlled marketplace. Uh, but like at first, when you first started building out uh, th- th- this clientele of people to actually do teach the swimming. How, how did you go about actually hiring instructors and, and starting to build out both sides of your marketplace? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's always like the, the chicken and egg. What do you do first? So we, um, you know, we actually, you know, when we were recruiting our, our swim instructors, we would, uh, you know, we would put them through like a multi-step process. So we'd go and try and recruit off, you know, the college and university pages, um, you know, through through Craigslist to see, you know, who are the swim instructors that can come and work for us. And we'd, you know, they'd fill out an application and then we'd do a video interview with them um, to make sure that like they can answer the questions so they truly do have the skills. And also it's, it's not just like the hard skills in terms of being able to teach um, someone how to swim, but also those you know, in-person skills. Um, So, you know, that's a big part of getting someone to learn a new skill is can you communicate well with them? Um, So we would, you know, run video interviews and then, um, and then bring them on board if they had the right certifications and everything. And, um, and at the same time, kind of, I would say concurrently, um, we would also then um, start building out our our kind of content, our, you know, to build organic traffic from the customers um, coming into our, you know, to our system. So we would kind of be pretty systematic about it and figure out, okay, what are the cities that we want to target? And, 
and then kind of build out content um, targeting those particular cities. Um, you know, so we'd want to, we would try and rank for things like, you know, private swim lessons, Miami, or, you know, adult swim lessons, Toronto, things like that. Those are some really good strategies. And since obviously interviewing people around the world um, to build up a marketplace isn't exactly scalable, how have you made that more scalable now, um, maybe using your software platform or what have you? Yeah. So, I mean, we actually do have, um, you know, several people that are, you know, conducting, you know, conducting kind of those, um, that, that final step to make sure that they are a, a good fit for, um, for the platform. So that's like the parts that we have automated more to bring more supply onto the Aquamobile marketplace has been things like um, even kind of the first step of the application, we have kind of um, some criteria that we're looking for and we'll kind of do that first um, pass in an automated way so that it's not a human having to review every single person at the first step. Um, we've, we've used automations in terms of, you know, how we're, how we're giving out job offers even, um, where we used to kind of, we used to, yeah, it was, I guess much, many more human touches along the way. So, um, using, yeah, we've used tools as well to, uh, make sure that people can easily, you know, book their interview time without us having to constantly follow up. You know, in the early days, we used to waste a lot of time actually trying to, um, you know, trying to schedule like a Skype interview and so much time was wasted and so many people didn't get through to the final step uh, because it was just too much work. And so now we actually use a system where people can record, um, like we ask them questions and then they can record and submit their answers at a time that's convenient for them. Um, so it's much easier now. They can literally just pull out their smartphone and record themselves answering the questions. Oh, that's great. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. Um, a lot of times when working with uh, SaaS software, uh, clients want things that are very specific to their needs. How do you ensure that the features you build are more general for the entire type of client that you want? Or do you have a strategy of focusing more on the individuals and kind of doing what each individual wants? That's a great question. Um, and that was one of the things, like, given that I'd run, you know, a you know, a service marketplace for, for eight years, you know, one of the things that I, I knew and understood is that um, each business has their own little unique needs in terms of how they sell to customers. So I'll give you an example. Aquamobile sells packages of swim lessons to customers. Um, someone who's offering um, tutoring sessions, they sell like on an ongoing basis. Like someone calls and they're booking Tuesdays at four and they just want those appointments to run forever at that time slot. Other businesses run maybe like a mobile vet business. They are just kind of getting customers coming and doing like a one-off booking for one appointment every now and then. And so when building and architecting MarketBox from day one, uh, along with my CTO, we had that in mind and wanted to make sure that our software was flexible in the right spots, like in the spots that are going to make a noticeable impact on a company's ability to grow and capture revenue. And so the the booking flow where customers can book an appointment um, for themselves, that was something where 
I liken it to kind of um, having switches in the system. So when we're setting up a company on our system, we will, you know, kind of ask them, uh, you know, okay, here, like, tell us how you um, like fill out this questionnaire. And then based on that, we'll be able to configure the system for you. So, so because we've built in that flexibility, we wanted to build in scalable flexibility so that we didn't have to get caught up in that trap that you speak of, of um, having to build out some unique customizations for, for everybody um, that comes. And that's actually, you know, some of the feedback that we've gotten from our customers that they really like and why they came onto the MarketBox platform was because we could make it fit their business. Um, whereas in past, when they've tried to leverage technology to take their business to the next level, they haven't been able to find something that works for them because the, the software offerings out there are just too different than what they're what they're offering. And I actually think that's why services coming online, um, you know, to sell online has lagged uh, products when it comes to e-commerce. Yeah. And it's great that you have that understanding from running your own company. I always think that that fuels kind of the best software companies. Um, do you want to talk about running both of these companies and how you balance that? Yeah, sure. So I guess the the journey of kind of balancing the two companies maybe started um, about a year and a half, maybe a little bit more than that. I, I knew, you know, that this was the direction, um, you know, I was going into with wanting to focus on the software and spend you know most of my time there. And so I actually uh, spent time looking for someone, the right person to kind of, I guess, run Aquamobile, that I, someone that I could train and get them to kind of step into that general manager position and really just, you know, run, run the show at Aquamobile. And so I found somebody who could, you know, who had, who I thought had the potential to kind of take that, that leap. And so I spent kind of, you know, six months to a year kind of slowly like training and building more skills, giving more responsibility and, um, and, and then pulling myself out of the business to the point where with Aquamobile, I spend really like a couple hours a week on it. And the rest of my time is focused on, on MarketBox. So the key there was the team at Aquamobile knew it was coming. They knew I was kind of going to be phasing myself out of the company and I mean, they were excited for it because they, uh, for a few reasons, it also gave them an opportunity to kind of step up and, you know, I gave them a ton of ownership um, and ability to grow their own skills. And so they were excited to see that they were having more and more impact on Aquamobile. And and then they're further, they were further excited because they also knew the um, even though we did build the software initially in Aquamobile, it was still challenging as a bootstrapped business to constantly be funding all of the innovation that we wanted to be funding. Um, and so, you know, Aquamobile is now actually a customer of, of MarketBox um, as well. So um, that was also exciting for the team to kind of see that, that transition. So because I've been able to surround myself with great people at Aquamobile and train them up. It's it's been um, it it hasn't been too difficult to uh, to run the, you know the two companies because I really only have to spend a couple hours a week. You know I'll meet with the team and just make sure that you know everything's you know they're going in the right strategic direction and then they've they've got the day to day 
So, um, so it's really been nice so that I can focus on MarketBox. Yeah, that, that's, that's really cool. Um, and yeah, so can you talk a little more about your uh, hiring uh, practices and kind of like what tips and strategies you have to make sure that you're hiring employees that have that passion for your business and not just, you know, like the paycheck? <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah, hiring is always one of those things. I feel like it's a like it's an ongoing learning thing. Um, you know, I've made in the past my fair share of of hiring mistakes. Um, but I think, you know, what I what I look for no matter kind of what type of hiring hire or or company is um looking for someone that yeah, they have to have that passion. Um if they're not passionate about it, then it doesn't matter if they've got got the right skill set, they're going to not be performing at their most optimum. So I do look for someone who understands the business and is passionate about what what we're doing. Um, I also look for someone what to me, what matters more as opposed to, you know, having the skill set from day one is somebody with that ability, that growth mindset who um, who likes a challenge and wants to grow and develop themselves. Um, and also has, you know, so that's kind of one thing. Um, and then the other thing is then looking for people who, who can adapt to different situations. Um, in a startup, things are always changing and moving fast and you need somebody, um, you know, you need people that can, can be flexible and, and not be so rigid. And I think even lately, you know, with, you know, with what happened with COVID-19, we've seen that um, the employees and the businesses that have been the most flexible in their thinking and adaptable in their ways are the ones that um, that are thriving. So so I more look for those things as a um, people that are trainable and um, and you can coach. Yeah, that's good. That's good advice. And since you're a solo founder, do you have advice for other solo founders, especially in the early days? Yeah. So it's funny. I mean, the two, the two, um, you know, the journeys of Aquamobile and MarketBox are so, so different. Um, I now kind of like the second time around with, with MarketBox, I, I'm much more, um, I, I, I guess I've had the, the ability now to surround myself with people that are, um, extremely talented in what they do. Um, that was something like, as an example, like on the technical side in, in Aquamobile, Aquamobile never had that strong technical person. And I don't believe that every business needs to have a strong technical, uh, founder. Um, it, it worked for Aquamobile for a while, but now this time I wanted to make sure when building MarketBox that I surrounded myself with, you know, the best of the best, the best people, um, you know, from day one and, and bringing in that top talent. And that has made, um, that has made a huge difference in the ability to get MarketBox off the ground much quicker than, you know, than with my experience with, with Aquamobile. I think, um, like there's a few different things at play with Aquamobile. I was bootstrapped. And so, you know, I typically, um, you know, didn't necessarily have like a ton of money from day one to drop on, on super experienced people. And so, you know, I would end up hiring and coaching a lot and training them, which was, you know, great, uh, in some ways, but in other ways, it did kind of slow the growth um, in the early days of the company. And, um, and so, so now I'm, I'm all about surrounding myself with 
um, with the top talent out there. And it becomes much easier to do that um, over time. And once you've kind of, you know, once you've kind of built a network out there and can leverage that network to um, to find great people. Because as a solo founder, you're not going to have all of the skill sets. Like I knew... Um, I knew I was never going to be a super technical person. I, you know, I've got a little bit of technical chops, but not nearly as much as my CTO. And it's great to have, um, someone to, uh, that I can trust and divide and conquer with when it comes to, uh, to growing the business. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, some of the most, uh, successful companies actually are internal tools for other companies like Slack. They originally started out playing a video game. Uh, but how do you know? Um, how do you know exactly when it's time to pivot your company? Or f- in your case, how did you know it, it was a better choice to kind of start a new company with the software? And uh, how do you know when it, it's the right time to kind of pivot or start a new uh, in a new direction or or kind of continue course? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, it was kind of a natural thing. It did. It wasn't just this one, this one signal. There were multiple s- signals that were coming my way, telling me it was time. So I would say one of the signals, one of the big signals, was um, other companies coming to us and saying, "Hey, like we can't find anything like what you've got. Like, can we license it from you or do something with it? Like, who, tell us, tell us what we, how we can get that software." So that was a big signal where it was, you know, like, okay people want this. There's nothing good out there for these businesses. So that was kind of one signal. And then internally for myself, for myself, um, kind of those, the last couple of years, um, you know, of running Aquamobile before I had started MarketBox, I personally was feeling, um, I was feeling like I wasn't growing and developing as much as I wanted in the sense that I felt like whether I was putting in 5% of my effort or 100% of my effort into into um, Aquamobile, it, it wasn't it wasn't going to matter. It was kind of, um, yeah, I was starting to feel a bit stagnant in the role. And for me, I, I need to keep growing. And, and if it was kind of with the business, it was kind of like, let's just repeat um, what's been working. There wasn't, there just wasn't the growth I was looking for. So I was starting to get restless um, at Aquamobile feeling like, you know, in a way like my talent and my expertise and my knowledge is being wasted and I want to do so much more with it. And so um, that was also where, and the funny part is actually before businesses started to approach, approach me about using the software, I was just, you know, I was trying to figure out how do I share my knowledge with other, other you know, other entrepreneurs either trying to start a business or take their business to the next level. Like, how do I do that? And then I realized, oh my gosh, the answer is like build, like my, the knowledge is built into the software. Like that is how you do it. Um, And so it was kind of like this, this perfect marriage of like being able to, you know, I can finally take my knowledge and everything I've been, I've learned and build on top of that, but do it through software, which is so much more scalable and um, and such a powerful tool. We're seeing that more and more every day. It's such a powerful tool to grow businesses. Um, so it kind of felt like it was like it was the right time. And just it got to this point where I couldn't ignore the signs anymore. And I was like, yes, this is it. And 
where I couldn't sleep at night because I was so excited about the, the prospect of what I was doing with uh, MarketBox, where I, I'd lost that a bit with um, with Aquamobile. I wasn't as excited about it as much anymore. So um, to have that excitement again, where you have all of these ideas bubbling into your mind and you're so excited and you can't sleep is such a powerful feeling. Yeah, I love that feeling. Yeah, that's really amazing. And for my final question, can you tell me something about yourself that's not on your LinkedIn page? Oh, you, you stumped me with that one. Something that's not on my LinkedIn page. Let's see. So, yeah, okay. Well, I'm like a big. So you know, I was a big sports buff growing up. I played um, like a, you know, I played um, soccer at, at U of T. I was like a varsity soccer player, varsity sprinter. And, um, like, I just have this lifelong, I have this lifelong passion for sports, uh, which is probably why I started Aqua, one of the reasons I started Aqua Mobile in the first place. Um, so yeah, I just, um, I, I do try and, uh, you know, do some sort of movement and stay active every day. Um, cause I do find that, um, that's kind of what keeps me, keeps me grounded and balanced and able to kind of handle, um, all, you know, all of the, everything that comes with being um, a tech entrepreneur. So um, yeah, that's, I would say that's kind of a part of me that's not mentioned on LinkedIn is kind of all of the kind of the health and wellness stuff to this day that I still, I still do. And, um, and it makes a, makes a huge difference. That's awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for speaking with us today. It was great learning about both your companies and how you founded and ran them. Um, So yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was great chatting with you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Floater Founder every week. We look forward to bringing you more content from more amazing people in our city. Until next time.